And there came a day, a day unlike any other, when Earth's mightiest podcasters found themselves united to have the conversations you always wanted to have about the films you love. With great power comes great responsibility. I just finally know what I have to do. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Avengers! Welcome to the Cult Classic Comics Show. Comic Show. Wait, this shit isn't recording, is it? Hold on, what? It's now. It's it's recording. Someone else hit me with the backup. We're recording now. We're live. (laughs) We are not live. That is not true. Uh, This is the Cult Classic Comic Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Carmelo Chimera. I'm David Gonzalez. I am Jason Chawala. And I'm Emily Hunter. And together we can get it. That's right. The Call Classic <laughs> Comic Show. That's the sexiest podcast around. Um, we, uh, we, I corrected Jason that we're not live because we will be live. Uh, you're listening to this, obviously, the first day it comes out because everyone waits on bated breath for our show every week. You're listening to this thir- Thursday, May 5th. On Friday, May 6th, we're going to do a live season finale. Uh, there. We will air it if you miss it but if you can join us friday we're going to give away prizes and we're going to debate and we're going to get belligerently drunk and god willing it will be violent and legendary <laughs> for cinco de mayo we should have watched one of the batman movies in spanish oh yeah that, my cousins used to love watching movies in french especially 1990s teenage mutant ninja turtles because the turtles do an impersonation of sylvester stallone so you get the turtle doing stallone in french it's really that's funny. funny. That's like Inception. That's like voiceover Inception. That's right. Hey, Omi, you're back from the dead. You died last week. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, dude. We, we we collected the Infinity Stones and brought them back. Uh, yeah. That's right. Omi, I don't know. You we got probably the dust separator. Yeah, it was <laughs> the three. We, we got the three Omi Stones and brought them back. Oh, man. What a great segue, Emily, into today's movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah Omi, Omi's a, we've we've rehydrated Omi. We brought him back. How's Ash? Yeah. <laughs> hey. that, that plot is real, okay? I don't know what y'all talking about. That makes fun. I know it, it took us it took us six days to collect all the Omi stones. Yeah. <laughs> Omi stones. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. I was all over the place for sure. Yeah. Dude, the getting yeah, getting we- the one from his ex girlfriend was like impossible. Yeah, we had to, we had to sacrifice someone. We had to kill someone we loved to get that stone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously we had to kill Freddy Torres. We pushed him off the, our favorite. <laughs> we pushed him off the Vormir cliffs to get the the soul that stone. That motherfucker. on any of this stuff recently? Oh, I know he's listening. He loves following everything I do to make sure he can hate on it. So he's, he's out there somewhere, just the watcher on the wall. Uh, but Emily got us a nice segue to today's movie, uh, Batman, the 1966 uh, film. What's it actually called? Does anyone know the name? It's of the called movie? Batman 66. Well, Batman it, was called, it was just called Batman, right? Yeah. Back then. Just Batman. 66 after. It wasn't called like Batman and Robin or anything like that. Like, I feel like that would have been a better. It was movie. Batman. Just Batman. Just Batman. Yeah. Yeah. We almost forgot about this one. But we, we. I mean, there, there's a there's a Batman forty three that we're not doing. That's easily forgettable. That I mean, that serial was dope. Uh, and I, I was that, like, was that the actually released the serial? Is that does that count? I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna count that more as a TV series thing because otherwise we'd be here all day doing like Tim, you know, the Batman animated series as well. Yeah. I, mean, I know Jason wants to do more Batman. Jason, do you want to do, like, we could do every episode. I don't ever Batman. want to hear about Batman ever again in my life. I'm okay. <laughs> I can do this. We're good. Uh, uh, so, all right, Batman 66, the film. I'm glad we're doing it because we can't, like, we can't, I guess we can do the TV show if we wanted to, but we're not gonna. And so this gives us an excuse to, like, talk about a really important part of Batman's history, right? This show. So... Who who's seen it before? Which of you guys has seen this movie before? I uh, seen it when I was a kid. 
And then uh, breeze through it again this week. Omi? As usual, it's on rotation. Because um, I, I, apparently I live Jason's nightmare, which is all Batman all the time. So. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't hate Batman. But the, the consumption of Batman I've had the past, what is this, six to eight weeks now? This is episode 10. This is, what episode is this? This is, I think. Yeah. See, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm in, like, a different warp zone because of, like, all this Batman content I've consumed. So good, right? It's, I mean... Hey, Jason. I, I, like, Batman, I like Batman, but, like, like... No, all right, chill. Like, like as a chill. I need a, I need a break from Batman. Like now, <laughs> you and Batman need to see other superheroes. Yeah, we need to we need to see other superheroes. You know, like fight other Batman. Batman, go do your Catwoman meow meow, and I'll go do Black Cat meow meow, and we'll just meow meow back our way back together in a few months. I mean, you're right. There's night. There's Nightwing. There's Robin. There's Batgirl. There's so many other people. There's so Red many other superheroes. You know, what I mean, like, so many more. <laughs> Orphan. I love Orphan. She's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Emily. Yeah. Turns into the orphan. Uh, I've never, I never saw the movie. I've seen the TV show, but I've never seen the movie. I didn't even realize there was a movie until you guys brought it up. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's blessed. So, what did you think, Emily? <laughs> never having seen this before. It, it's. It reminds me of like being a kid and watching the TV show with the fight scenes, the cheesy music. It's fun. It's not my favorite, but it's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, I don't know if I will want to watch it again for the next year, but uh, it was all right. I say that with my face all scrunched up. (laughs) But, you know, it's okay. I can say I saw it now. There you go. I mean, for me, it felt like a long episode rather than a movie kind of yeah so it was originally supposed to be the pilot for the show um, yeah it was it was gonna be a pilot and then they the show production like schedule sped up and they they ended up releasing it months earlier and there was such a huge success that they're like oh hey let's just like dust off that movie and use and do a film in between seasons one and two and they would have done his film between seasons two and three but by then the um, interest was waning and the budget had been cut after season two. So uh, they were unable to, to do a sequel. Uh, but yeah, that's why it's like one long episode because it's just like, you know, and it kind of feels like one too because like it's just like one set of hijinks after another. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'll give you the rundown and then um, we can all share our thoughts. Uh, the, the quick recap. Uh, so for those of you who have not been blessed with this wonderful film, uh, Batman 66 takes place um, in, in media res. Batman and Robin are, are racing off to uh, to find a kidnapped uh, sea captain named Commodore Schmidlap, whose boat has been his yacht has disappeared. And through some real reaches in logic, Batman, Robin, and Commissioner Gordon are able to deduce that not one, not two, not even three, but four supervillains have teamed up. They've teamed uh, up to, to, to get this done. That's right. And and also they deduced that with the power of four villains, it couldn't just be the city or the state or the country. But with four, surely the entire world is the target. And indeed it is. They plan to use some MacGuffin device that dehydrates you to turn you into dust so that they can, just much like Omi, dehydrated himself to death masturbating last week. Um, which, by the way, that's we told everyone that's how you died. Um, sorry. True story. Yes. They know, you're, they know the truth. Um, it turns you to dust, and uh, they use this to kidnap the world leaders, but not after Catwoman goes undercover and emotionally tortures poor Bruce Wayne into loving her this movie. In the end, uh, Batman and Robin are able to uh, you know, assault the penguins submarine because he, you know, bought one of those submarines the government sells whenever they have surplus submarines. Yeah, so you just go buy one in this movie. Literally, how he got it, and uh, and Bam, this movie shits on the government so much. It's I love like it. It's a FEMA trailer. It's what? It's like a FEMA trailer. Remember when they were selling those? <laughs> it's a FEMA trailer. <laughs> Yeah. Who do you call for your next disaster? Penguin a submarine. 
And Batman <laughs> and Robin take over the sub. They save the world leaders, except that all of the world leaders' dust gets mixed together, and Batman and Robin need to use the power of science to separate them. And they more or less do the end, sort of. Question mark. No, this movie, this movie's like a like a young angry woman. It just jumps to so many conclusions so fast. You mean young angry person, right? What? Oh yeah, sure. Don't cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've talked enough. Talk about yourselves. Tell me what what worked, what didn't work. Did you guys like this movie? What's up? I thought everything, it's funny how everything was labeled bat, whatever it was, bat ladder, even the signs, they had signs everywhere to indicate what it was. The the shark repellent bat spray, <laughs> everything was bat, bat copter, everything. I thought that was Batman think, just has an incredible licensing deal. It's true. It's true. He's got to protect the value of that IP. Yep. So I inherited that ego. I stamped my name on everything. It's a it's a miracle this isn't called the Chimera podcast just because I just love Chimera Comics, Chimera Studios. Like, like I I've got I've got no love for the former president, but everyone rips on him for putting his name all over buildings. And I'm like, bro, if I could afford a building, you better believe it's gonna say Chimera on the side of it. <laughs> Big ass letters. Uh. Omi, I want to know your opinion of it since you're the Batman person. I watched this as a kid, like for sure. This is like one of the first takes that you have of Batman. And um I I remember the Batcopter and be like, whoa, what the fuck is this shit? Uh now as an adult, you go back and you, you kind of realize how self-aware they were. And like they were totally trying to make fun of themselves. Yeah. Um, which was really yeah. good. I mean, they were being silly on purpose. I get it. That's their um, I guess recipe, right? For yeah. just the whole bat, just for the whole Batman 1960s series and this film, they just kind of had like a recipe that they stuck to. Like you know, you know, like Adam West and Burt Ward were just fucking the shit out of everything. Like you could just tell, like that whole thing was happening at that time. Like I'm pretty sure that like everybody was getting some. Like they were just like so celebrating at the times of the 60s, and they sure as shit got away with putting some shit on TV for kids. Like that shit's the best. Yeah. Kind of like the equivalent of like what SpongeBob does. You know, or like we hear that adult joke in SpongeBob and we all turn our head. We're like, did my kid just hear that shit? Um, <laughs> yeah, Batman does that a few times. He, about Catwoman's secret identity, the Russian kid. Yeah, Kit Kit, kid, kid whatever Kat. her name was, some crazy name. Like, yeah, yeah Russian yeah. Kit Kat. He, he says something like, I've never had a better reason for international relations. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Batman, you dog. That's a corny dad joke. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. All those things. I'm like, they, I even wrote that down. Yeah, Catwoman throws a cat at Batman at one point. That's that's novel. That's new. It's yeah. a new, new tactic. Even Alfred gets involved, right? Like he just be like setting them up and stuff so well. So, you know, and, and they go and they slide down the bat pole like for you know a good two years and shit. So it's it's good to like see that the the shark pellant all that other stuff dehydrated that shit was funny i gotta say though there's some attractive individuals i'm 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 scared that they put a, a what is it cesar romero like yeah. like because that mo that dude is attractive as shit you know like oh, he, you know he refused to shave his mustache for this role he refused to right like he, he that's what that's his that's his trademark in like every film before this and he refused to shave his mustache and you can see the mustache through the white powder paint yeah Perfect. I was surprised to see, uh, is it is it Burgess or Burgess Meredith yeah. playing Penguin? I was sitting there and I was looking at him and as he was talking, I was like, he looks like it looks familiar, like how his mouth was moving. And then I was like, wait a minute, he was in Grumpy Old Men. And I had to go back and watch all the outtakes because he's hilarious. He yeah. has a very sexual I didn't know that. movie. Yeah, Burgess Grumpy Old Men's a great movie. It is, it is a great movie, but I'm a little concerned that Emily's first reference of Burgess Meredith is Grumpy Old Men and not the far more oh. obvious. What's far more obvious? Of oh, my God. Only before I, before I reach to the computer and throttle Emily, tell her who Burgess Meredith is. Uh, Burgess was the voice of G.I. Joe. I know that. Oh, like, my God. Are, you, what are you trying to you go to? You should know Listen, it's not my responsibility to Wikipedia every white guy that you go by, all right? It's not my fault. I'm offended. He's Mickey Goldmill in Rocky. Shut up. He sure he is. Not yeah, he sure is. 
Oh, I'll, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready to apologize? I, no, no. But, but wait, here's a problem. We always talked about Rocky as a documentary. That's not well, an actor. Obviously, there's That's, dramatizations in the documentary. He, you know, it's not the real Rocky. There's no that. actor. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, like, it's our Lord and Savior, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I don't know what dramatizing you Rocky. Sound, you sound stupid right now. You sound really stupid. Yeah, obviously, it's I I I I don't confuse Rocky with reality. I know no. Rocky's real, and I know that the movie is just a dramatization. <laughs> I know that. But good, good. yeah, but I Rocky was real. Rocky's real to me. Damn it. Yeah, Rocky's totally real to me. That, that I think that should be our next season. All the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed, but next. those are some. Hey, if you can find me the most tenuous connection between Rocky and comic books, I'll take it, and we'll do that as season well, two. I already told you the story. Like when before, like comic books were hot. I went to a comic book convention when I was ten years old, and um, Jeff Loeb was there, and he taught a writing workshop about how to write a comic book. And the first thing he said was that you follow Rocky. Rocky has the best good, comic book out. Good enough for me. Season oh. two. Yeah, yeah. And like this is like before like the lines and the and the conventions taking up like these big fucking spaces. This is like in the back of someone's garage, piecing together like, two or three rooms. And fucking Jeff Loeb is right in front of us, like talking about like how to break into the industry. A bunch of ten year olds too, by the way, that know nothing. And he's like, This is what you watch. Like you watch Rocky and you follow the steps and you make your superhero do that. They get defeated, they come back, they win. Like, you know, like that's how it works. Best thing ever. So yes, season two of our combo collection will be Rocky. That's right. The greatest superhero of all time. Uh, fun fact about Burgess Meredith, uh, they loved having him on the show so much, they always had a script ready to go for him. Like in case he was like, I'm free, let's do a Penguin episode. They were like, we've got one. Uh, and that laugh he does is to cover the coughing from the smoking. I guess it didn't occur to anybody, he didn't actually have to smoke. So he was smoking the whole time, even though he'd quit. And he would cough as he would smoke, so he he needed the wah, wah, wah to like cover that up. That's hilarious. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, and actor Spencer Tracy almost played that part, but get this, like talk about prima donnas. Spencer Tracy refused to play the penguin unless the penguin could kill Batman. What? And yeah, not happening. The, the fucking stones on this guy. Yeah, like. <laughs> The the ego what a what an egomaniac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so, right up there. Sorry. No, no. So for what I heard was that this show was like precedent because they bought the right the, the company bought the rights to 1942 serials and that mm -hmm. went over so well when they re-released it that they were like, oh, let's do another show. But the 1942 show is credited to a lot of things that we know of Batman now. One, the Batcave, like they created the Batcave. Um, that show also created like the no kill policy, right? Cause they couldn't get away with it on TV. So we adopted that as Batman. So the fact that he's talking about killing is like, dude, they, no way you could do that. Interesting. Yeah. And they make a point of like Batman and Robin are like deputized agents of the law. And they're like, you know, make sure to feed your parking meters and pay your taxes and be like a good citizen. And like, well, didn't they do like a dedication to like all the crime stoppers, like in the very beginning? Yep, this is a Blue Lives Matter film. It opens up with a, a huge thank you to the law enforcement of the world. I should not like Batman. I should really not like Batman. Like, hey, like my Freddy. dad was a cop. I'm just saying, <laughs> Freddie. Like, you and, got and your dad phone. probably would have shot and abused Omi, and Omi deserves it, sure. not because he's brown, because he's an asshole. Hey, Bat Lives Matter. <laughs> Bat, Bat Lives Matter. Bat Lives do matter here. <laughs> Dude, you know what's you know what's funny in this movie? At one point, Alfred puts on the shittiest disguise in the history of disguises. It's so funny. He puts on the fucking mask. He just he puts on like a he puts on like an airline mask that you like take a nap with, and then it's just nobody got nobody recognizes him. It's like it's like it's like Clark Kent putting on his glasses. Oh, or Superman putting on his glasses to be Clark Kent. Superman. Did you notice he also drove around Robin? Yeah. Like, Still won't let Robin drive. Well, why can't Robin drive and do this? Why does I don't think Robin? Was, I don't think Robin was old enough to drive in this movie, right? Probably not. Uh, Batman even makes a point of asking Alfred, "Do you have your driver's license, Alfred?" Yeah, of course. Good. Good. <laughs> really? Because when you get pulled over, your disguise is going to undo itself. <laughs> yeah. Right. To do a little research on this, I started looking at all the times that Alf uh, like Alfred came and told Bruce to change. 
And, you know, like, it's a crowd. Like, he's saying that shit so out loud and in front of people, like, in the entire series. He's like, sir, it's a Batman problem. There's motherfucking guests all over the place. Like, they're just chilling, like, all over. It happened in the movie, too, where Alfred gives no fucks about your secret identity. Bruce, they need yeah. Batman, Bruce. And you're him. Please go to the bat pole. Like, it's pretty out there. Who, who the fuck is Aunt Harriet? The, the old woman who lives with them? Who is that? Get it. Aunt Harry is part of the mythos for quite a while. They even put her in the comic books for a while in the 80s. Whose aunt is she? Yeah, do you know that Batman has a little troll of a guy in his bat cave, too, that works on all his equipment? Like, that's a real story that has gone on. Yeah, they're, they're, this, is, this is real, man. They don't play. Go look up uh, um, Grant Morrison's R.I.P. Like, he's a big part of the gro the growth of the character, is that he has a little troll, somebody that has been uh, born and deformed, and Batman has taken him in, and he all he does, the Quasimodo, goes downstairs and works on the Batcave stuff. Huh. And, I'm and, looking and, this up. And the hunchback Harry, of the Batcave? The question, right? <laughs> I don't have a good segue from Quasimodo to this, but I just want to ask Emily, our resident Catwoman, Emily... What do you think of Lee Merriweather? How does she rank amongst the Catwoman? Talk to me about Catwoman. I didn't have any problems with her. I thought she did fine. I, I liked her outfit in this one, and I thought she was more mature, but I would have seen wanted to see like more action. She was just kind of like that, oh my God, I don't want to get into it. She stood in the back, so I was kind of like, you're not being like a badass. I don't know. I don't really know what her role was for being a bad person. That was the only hang up in the storyline. I just didn't understand. Could she like not get punched, you think? You think they couldn't show Batman just Decker at any point? Honestly, if you're talking the 60s, maybe. Maybe that was just such a taboo to like yeah, to have, a woman have, have that on film. I don't know. Um... She, uh, Lee Merriweather did not usually play her in the show. It was Julie Newmar. Yeah, I was just about they, to say, they did a they did a swap out. Yeah, Julie yeah. Newmar accepted another role before she found out about this. Couldn't get out of it. That movie never even got finished, unfortunately. And, mm -hmm. and Lee Merriweather had the part in this. So um, that, ex that explains that, sadly. But, uh, well, she's uh, yeah, I mean, that one, right? I thought she was hot. I was like, man, I want hips like that. Because she was very shapely. <laughs> Mary Weather is gorgeous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And speaking I don't of gorgeous, I don't know what they were doing with your eyebrows, though. I didn't like that. Too much with the eyebrows? Yeah. Really? I they were just like curled up, like in weird, I don't know, like they were out of control when she would take her mask off. When she was like out in public with Bruce Wayne, they were completely fine. But I don't know if they were just trying to make it look like cat whisk. I don't know, whiskers. I think they were trying to make them look like whiskers or something. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like that. I'm surprised this movie cost a million and a half to make, to be honest. So they, they used, actually, they used that budget mostly as an opportunity to make more like of the vehicles, right? So like the Batcopter and the Batboat and stuff like that aren't, they weren't in the show. They filmed it for this movie, and then they would reuse that footage. In, yeah, stock footage. So they got a lot of mileage out of that million and a half. Did it premiere? I heard it premiered in Austin, Texas, because that's where the boat was built. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was the deal. They, they, made a, they made a deal with the boat company. The name of them is Glastron Boats. So the deal was, oh, you have to have the premiere in Texas. So they, not only did they have the premiere in Austin at the Austin Theater, but they had a parade. Like, it was a huge deal. And Burt Ward missed it for the birth of his daughter. Hmm. Hmm. Got his priorities in order. Is Glastron even still around? Yeah, it is. Can you order us a quick custom called Classic Comic Boat? And then we'll, sure. yeah, we'll sure. take that on. No. And, then we'll, and then we'll ride it around during our live broadcast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And well, in Chicago. <laughs> We'll have our premiere there first, and then we'll take it to Chicago. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, guys. It's gonna be a good time. It it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a good time for the six people watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, as you know, we have billions of listeners, and we just do not have the servers to support that many people live. Uh, you know, so we're, we're gonna cap it at however many single digit number of people show up. We're just that's the cap that we're gonna make. <laughs>
Seems fair. Um, I picked up, I don't know if I'm the only one that picked up on it, but um, I felt like Adam West's delivery, it reminded me of Jeff Goldblum. It, it's very, yeah, it's very Jeff Goldblum-esque. I don't know why it is. Is anybody else hearing the static? Yeah. Uh, that static is, uh, I think it's water running over here for some reason. That's right. No, we all jumped into the boat just now. That's the boat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like water. <laughs> meow, meow. <laughs> yeah. Meow, meow. I'm in. Meow, meow. Uh, did anyone notice Catwoman tries to come onto the penguin and then he like knocks her off? He's like, she right when they kidnap everybody and she's like, oh, we're going to be rich. And then she's like, great plan or something. And she goes to touch him. And he's like, wah, wah, wah. He ain't into that shit. He ain't yeah. into that. I think it's like a joke about cats and birds is what I think is going on there. But True. Yeah. Maybe he just likes rich. dead fish. Uh, yeah. That, I just don't see a guy that looks like that getting upset that Lee Merriweather touched him. That's all I'm, all I'm saying. Well, wrong. Okay. Joker isn't into that. I mean, the uh, penguin isn't into that shit. All right, he's got bigger first fry. It's entirely different. Did it seem like the leader in this? Like, I feel like he supplied the men. He supplied the submarine. Like, the other guys aren't adding a whole lot to the team here. I mean, this yeah, is what did the Riddler do? Yeah. Oh, the Riddler just fucked up the plan over and over again by shooting. I totally Riddler. forgot the Riddler was in this movie. <laughs> Listen, Which, this script was maybe twenty pages long. Ten at best, right? So like, pages long, and then they they just improvised everything in yeah, between. Yeah, like I think they had beats for sure. Like I'm mean, like, listen, this is what we have to do by the end of this scene. But <laughs> just get that, there, figure out a way to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if someone said that shit, I'd be like, all right, like cool. But this movie well, was had, not complex. They had like 20 minutes of Batman running around trying to get rid of a bomb. So. It's like the most famous scene in this movie. <laughs> that, that, um, that's a very, that's been memed to death. That in scene. Dark Knight, they had Batman running around for 20 minutes trying to get rid of a bomb too. So, for <laughs> Nolan's Jack and Nash. Yeah, yeah. And then they couldn't get rid of the bomb that was Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. So it's all part of that. <laughs> the one it's time, all, the one time they fail, right? It's all connected. No holes. I will say something that's really cool about this movie was um, the whole kidnapping of Bruce Wayne. Um, like in the movie, that's actually uh, used in a different format in uh, Scott Snyder's Batman Year Zero, where to prove to the world forever that Batman will, can never be Bruce Wayne. The first thing that Batman does for public attention in the story is save Bruce Wayne from something. And there's pictures of, of this shadow that's Batman taking away Bruce Wayne so that no one could ever like realize that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. And that, you know, you would tie it very early to the origin of the mythos of the character that that that's completely out of question immediately. Um, I thought like now rewatching this, I was like, man, this is so ahead of its time or Scott Schneider may have seen the movie too and made it a little better, whichever comes first. You know? <laughs> They need to release the Snyder Cut of Batman 66. <laughs> oh, can we do that as a YouTube? Can we, like, cut our own, like, Scott Snyder version? One of our millions of fans, I'm sure, will cut it together for us. Sure. Go ahead and post it on the, the Cult Classic Comic Network that we, that we have. So we bought a television station. We have our own network now, and we're going to be uh, broadcasted there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie was originally shot in the 4-3 aspect ratio, I presume because it was supposed to air on, like, television. So yeah. uh, then uh, then they, the modern ratio changed it. Um, it there, there's even a scene where you can't see Batman's utility belt because it was going to be, like, off screen. But uh, in the original 4-3, you would see this this error. You can't see it anymore now that it's, like, widescreen. Uh but as a trade-off, you see Cesar Romero's mustache in HD. It's true. I was going to say, this is this is exactly what Snyder did with the Snyder Cut of Justice League. He he released that in the, the square aspect. The head of its time. You see what right. I'm this, saying? This so basically what we're saying is this movie's on par with like Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice. Probably inspired this movie's Batman. better than Batman Begins. <laughs> I'll go for that. This is like fun. Like I watched this so much when I was a kid, and like 
like it's it's super fun. But then like I watch it now and it's it's I don't watch it and like cringe. Like I guess that's something, right? It's like it's not cringeworthy. You watch bad shit that's cheesy or hokey and you cringe. But like somehow like shark repellent bat spray doesn't make me cringe. It makes me laugh, right? Like the bat water fountain didn't make me cringe. It made me laugh. And it's cause this movie like is having fun, so much fun at the same time, right? I think that's why uh, yeah. it's not. It's because you watch like Batman and Robin, and I'm like, oh, this is mm, especially Batman Forever. This is really cringy. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, the, the those those movies are are funny because they tried their damnedest to be serious and failed. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie's just being funny because it's like everything everything here is just kind of tongue in cheek, you know, and with its '60s flair. Um. Yeah, you know, like for me, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't like care for this movie too much, but I can see why people would like it, and I wouldn't dispute somebody who tells me that they love this movie. Like, I get it, I get it. It's just not a flavor for me. I love the, I mean, I love this movie. I, it's uh, the first introduction to a lot of people for Batman, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was definitely, it was self-aware, and I got to remember, like, it, it reminded me uh, just as much as like the TV show The Monkeys. You know, yeah, it was. I used to watch a lot of that when I was a kid. Yeah, like it was there to make fun of itself. It was there to do that, but like, um, the the show was also a bunch of characters that like we were being introduced to that we fell in love with, right? Like that Joker is still kind of like the Joker I think about first, and when I'm when I'm a kid, that 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 penguin is like the penguin, and like we even draw penguin now to look like that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some characters that we sh- we have introduced and like should really consider like putting in the rogues gallery like Egghead and King Tut um, that that show introduced um, and you know uh, William Dozier knew what he was doing man like this this is a gold mine of how do we make kids and adults watch this movie or this TV show and really enjoy themselves and make a shitload of money. And the only reason it didn't get renewed for season two or three was because they, they, they struck the set and they couldn't afford to rebuild the set when they switched over to companies. Um, but it oh, had, a, you mean, you mean, you mean three and four, right? Cause this went three seasons. I think. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Three and four. Like the only reason it wasn't renewed, like when it went from some company to the other um, was because they struck the set too early um, and they couldn't, yeah. and they couldn't replace it. So it, it it did its thing, and and when Adam West passed away, that was a big deal. You know, that was a that that shows a testament to the show, because he he didn't really do shit except remind us that he was Batman after the show for like forty years. You know, yeah. when he was on the Simpsons or when he was on like. You mean he wasn't the mayor of Quahog? Yo, straight up, like Batman was the mayor of Quahog. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, he's like royalty, right? Adam West was like nerd royalty, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I. I Sorry, I never got to meet him because I'm sure he would have been just the most fun guy to to meet. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, Ward was in the Arrow, like that crossover. Yeah, Bert Bert Ward was in the Crisis on Infinite Earth, so this is officially continuity with the the Arrowverse shows. Um, uh, I can see the blank stare on Emily's eyes. Emily on the the live action. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're this. Are you talking about the Arrow show? Yeah. yeah, I've only seen a couple episodes of that, but I I went through his Wikipedia and his filmography, and he's it's all it's all like Batman related stuff. That's what he's yeah. kind of stuck with. So I can yeah. see where it's branched out. And while the last fifteen years has introduced us to three Catwomen, this show itself introduced us to three Catwomen. So yeah. like we had three delicious, amazingly <laughs> gorgeous women like doing this Catwoman thing and doing it all their own stuff. So this show like has a soft spot because I don't think I would have the obsession uh, about Batman if I didn't come running home after school, like to go catch this three o'clock show that, that you know, had to, to be continued until tomorrow. And I was like, fuck y'all, I want to see this <laughs> shit now. What if Batman dies, dude? You know, and like, oh, it's tomorrow. Kill him to this movie. Like three times he blows up off screen and then it's like he's still alive. JK. <laughs> Can't kill him. Same yeah. bat time, same bat channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. None of us were alive when this movie came out, but maybe Omi. Oh, uh oh. Uh-oh. Shots fired. Oh that shots fired. I did read somewhere that some of the promotions Batman suit was made in red. Or not made in red, but like the artwork. 
of his suit was red. I'm sure I want to know where this, where did you get that from? I mean, first off, I wasn't alive. I was dead. Okay. <laughs> the show is 12. Yeah, we know you died and we just brought you back with the only stuff. I'll see if I can find it, but it's, I think it was like an Italian, um, artist that did some promotional artwork for it but had Batman's suit in red and you know Italians giallo movies all those they like the colors the vibrant colors so I thought maybe that would be why but I, I didn't know if anybody else had seen that no I, I haven't seen that but uh, send that uh, send that over or post it on like Facebook page or whatever I want to see that that's pretty cool I will see what I can find <laughs> I mean there was really no rules for Batman back then too um, I mean was it something that they were trying to present in black and white? Because I know sometimes when they're painting, when they're recording for black and white, uh, oh, not all colors are the same. Um, or maybe there's just a mystery, misfire. Like Batman that we know now isn't what Batman 66 was. They were like, Batu, what do you want to do? He wants to put on what? He's like, <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, now with like benefit of hindsight, this is our last Batman movie. It's not our season finale, but it's our last Batman movie. My question is, it, was this like a blessing or a curse? Because like this movie made Batman, this movie and this show made Batman an international household name, like probably more than anything mm -hmm. else I've ever done. And then on the other hand, then we we're still trying to get away from it. Holy crap! There it is. You just there it is. Sure God, you're so much better at this. No, no. For those um, listening and not watching, Omi uh, delivered us a picture of a red suit Batman. Yep, yep. We will share this on the uh, the social medias. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and uh, join our, our Facebook group, the Chimera's Comics community, and uh, Instagram. We'll put it up there. Um, yeah, so, like, we've spent 50 years now trying to get away from this as, like, comic books in general, not just even Batman, like, comic books. And on the one hand, this was a pretty accurate representation of comics in the 60s. Like, this was Batman's adventures, like, week to week. On the other hand, you know, what do you think? Good, bad? Like, would we have been better off without this? Do, is this essential to, you know, the fame of comic books? What do you think? I think for me, I feel like it opened it up to having more kids enjoying it and then maybe buying the comic books um, and then opening their eyes and their minds to different types of comic books and different storylines. I think it's, I think it was beneficial. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Jason, what do you think? And um, this, mo this movie delivered what would probably be the, like the, the foundation of like every Joker ever created moving forward. Um, you know, it's like the blueprint almost, you know, Cesar Romano's Joker is, I feel, is the blueprint of every Joker ever made now. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, um, I don't know, this movie, it's okay. It didn't age very well, but at the same time, you know, I can, I can see, I can see its cultural, cultural, uh, importance and I respect it. It only, what do you think? Is this, you know, what? Making Batman famous or bad for making people not take comics seriously? Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about Batman if this movie or this, and and then follow with the TV show. Like I think this this thing really did a great job of bringing Batman to the TV. It's it made us interested. Um, remember, comic books weren't what they are now, or like the you know it's really hard to like see comic books in a different light because we have so many t shows, so many movies coming out every five seconds that has a comic book character in it. Um, but this was taking a, a real front of it and really changing things. And there was some really interesting things happening in Batman when that happened. Um, you know, uh, to be current right now, rest in peace, Neil Adams, right? Because uh, mm -hmm. back in the six, late 60s, he took on drawing Batman. It was really influenced by being the opposite of the show and making Batman really dark, right? So we wouldn't have even the Batman that we know in comic books unless he was, somebody was reacting to this show. Um, and this movie, and you know, the the movie writing, of course, is going to age because now we have a formula that we like. Yeah, and not only that, the, our 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 cultural landscape has changed over the past like yeah. seventy years or whatever the case, you know, 60, 70 years. So those kinds of things you can't they all they almost always never age well. Yeah, I mean, we have a formula now, right? We expect the audience to be smarter. 
when we write things now. Like we expect the audience to know where the beats are at. We expect the audience to uh, keep us accountable for not giving us an out uh, at the end of act three and I mean, act four and act five. Like, so there's a lot of things as storytellers now that movies do that they weren't aware of. They were just trying to like, how do we, again, how do we make this five page script come to life? and all get paid you know like so that's really where they were at at that point and and it was a great idea uh, again william dozier really did a great job uh, you know i watched this movie a, a crap ton when i was a kid it was one of the one of the comic book movies you could rent it was one of the ones available on vhs i didn't see a lot of the show but i saw this movie enough to like feel like i grew up on it and uh, i just remember how fun it was and like playing Batman and Robin with my brother, like, this is what we were playing, like, this this movie, these toys, like, and as I get older and I look at it now, I don't think it, I don't think it aged badly. I think it aged fine because I think um, it's such, it's so rooted in the period that it's from that it's, in a sense, timeless. It takes place in this little, like, colorful bubble world. And and to me, that's, like, I it, it's... It was never relatable to begin with, and that makes it, it was always fanciful in a in a good way, and then that makes it you know a little resistant to age. Um, I think it's you know I, in some sense this movie gets comic books more than the super serious modern ones because like these movies ever since Chris Nolan's Batman movie specifically, these movies have to do a lot of heavy lifting to explain things like. Why does Batman have ears on his costume? Why does he have a bat symbol on his chest? Why does he have a Robin? Why is Robin's costume red? Like they go, they do a lot of heavy lifting to make that shit believable. And it was cool. Like we know I love the Nolan movies. That movie was all about how do you make it real? But this movie sort of gets it that it's like, mm, no matter how hard we try, we're never going to make a man in a bat suit realistic. So why try? Just lean into what makes it fun and different. And so in some ways, this movie is a little bit smarter than even like modern, the modern takes on it. That's, that's, that's my impression of this movie. That's awesome. Well, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That concludes. Uh, no, actually, this is going to be one of our shorter episodes. Um, I'd like to thank Dr. Nicholas Rizzo, my expert on the Batman 66 show, for all of the fun facts I shared with you tonight. Um, does anybody uh, have any closing thoughts before we go into what we watched this week? Um, I mean, I, I think I shared this story with you guys before. Uh, I heard a podcast with Grant Morrison, who's a, an amazing Batman writer. I, I think he's given up the character late, but he likes to think of Batman in a chronological order um, where, you know, the Batman... It just working out has a black and white suit because he doesn't know how to get his shit together. Then in the '60s, he takes a lot of drugs, and he uh, and he starts seeing the pals in front, <laughs> of and he like falls in love with this little boy, and not like in a weird way, more in a, like I want to be like you because you're so free spirited, and the little boy is like I want to be like you. Um, and then uh, from there, instantly he goes into a dark thing because he's getting off drugs and he's and he's cleaning himself out so he goes into a dark corner which is the 70s and in the 80s he remembers why he's a detective so he comes out but he's a playboy now and he's like you know having sex with talia with no clothes on but still wearing his cow and then the 80s he's just mad and nasty and like you know getting old and doesn't know what the fuck is going on um and he just had a beautiful way but that story doesn't start without the craziness of Batman being on drugs. And if you know Grant Morrison, it always starts there. And I, I think that was a beautiful way to put this show into context and make it more real. Because um, the stories of Batman in the comic books itself are crazy. Like, we haven't touched Batman Zurana. We haven't touched Batmite. We haven't touched Batdog. We haven't touched Bathound. Sorry, we haven't touched all these guys. So yep. that's where we're all at with all those things. Um, but this show did that. This began all this, these questions. My IQ just jumped like a hundred points. Thank you. <laughs> About Batman only. Information you cannot use anywhere but this podcast. <laughs> there were any. <laughs> yes, that's right. The season is almost over. Uh, Jason, parting thoughts? I think you give us our, our, we know how you feel about this movie, but is there any anything nice you want to leave it with? No, yeah. I mean, um, we got some good performances and, um, 
I think the best thing to come out of this movie is Cesar Romero's uh, Joker, which would be like the yeah. blueprint for every Joker to come, I feel, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess you could say the same thing about maybe the Penguin, too. Not so much the Riddler. And then um, Batman himself, I feel, uh, moving forward, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of films and TV shows tried to stray away from this type of Batman because we haven't seen anything like this silly since, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cartoons. Um, there was a, what was that with Batman and Friends? Uh, he always had um, Brave and the Bull, right? Batman Brave, Brave and the Bull. Bull. But was yeah. it was that like was that like purposely geared towards children or? Like yes and no. That's one of those that was like super smart, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, like secretly funny and adult, but actually like wrapped up in a package for kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I mean, another thing, too, this movie does have a sequel. Like, a sequel did come out in, like, 2017, 2016. I did read that, yeah. So, it was a reboot. Like, people love the 66 shit. I remember when, like, uh, there was finally licenses to make toys. Carm, you're more of the tour guy. Yep, as soon as they got that license out. And you still can't get a Batgirl, though. Yvonne Craig's estate will not license out Yvonne Craig's likeness. But the rest of them, you can get. Um... They did animated sequels, right? So they did. Um, they they took an unfilmed script that would have had Two Face, one of the only villains missing from this show, and William Shatner was supposed to have played Two Face, and they got him to do the voice of Two Face in the animated show. So that's that's pretty freaking cool. I think that's really neat. Good stuff. Well, all right then. Uh, I guess we'll wrap her up uh, and call it a season. Uh, what did you watch, uh, Emily? What did you watch this week? Um, didn't get to watch a whole lot, but I did manage to get in at least half another episode of Midnight Mass. So still going on that one, season one. Nice. Jason, what do you watch? Uh, I started a series called Tokyo Vice. Oh yeah, you told us about that. You still, did you finish it Oh yeah, I got like one more episode left. I didn't realize I said that last episode. Yeah, one more episode left. Um... It's really, really, really good so far. So if you're into journalism, martial arts, organized crime, and the 90s. Okay. It's all me, man. And That's... Japanese culture. I mean, uh, <laughs> how many boners do you need? Homie, what have you been watching? Yo, I saw a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. That movie is so dope. I want to go see it twice. First non-comic book movie that I've seen twice in the movie theater in a long time. So go check that shit out. That shit's really dope. I did watch the John Wayne Gacy thing on Netflix, too. I did watch Oh, that. yeah, yeah. I started, I started, I watched the first episode. And now that you reminded me, I watched the Marilyn Monroe tapes. How are that? Like, How that? Which is, like, kind of the same thing. Uh, they just talk about like the conspiracy of like JFK's camp killing Marilyn Monroe. Maybe maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Who knows? Where where are you leaning? I'm leaning towards they totally did. Okay. You heard it here first, guys. This is why you subscribe. All right. First, if I go if I go missing if I go missing tomorrow, just you'll find my body next to Jimmy Hoffa's. <laughs> See how he's he's slowly building himself a it's an insurance policy we call that. Now if anything happens to Jason, everyone will know it's the the Kennedy conspiracy. So he's now bulletproof from the conspiracy camp. It's the Camara conspiracy. How dare you accuse me? Oh man. It's minority report. I'm accusing you of a future crime you haven't committed yet. Now that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, if I were a gambling man, I would bet on me committing some kind of crime. Oh, I love how it when Batman and Robin crash land their plane, they land on fucking foam insulation, and Batman says something like, or Robin's like, "What are the odds?" And Batman's like, "They would make any gambler cringe." <laughs> also, I think I may have seen it out of the corner of my eye. Anyways, let's go. Uh, one 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 last little joke while I'm on it that I was thinking of is when they dehydrate all the fucking uh, thugs. Burgess Meredith is like sweeping them into a little tray, and then he goes, "They all had mothers." <laughs> like, okay, like what does that even mean? He improvised it. I think he, he says like, "Be careful with them. They all had mothers." Like, it's the most care anybody ever shows for a goon ever, and, okay. and it was accurate. Uh, well, cool. Uh, I've been watching Halo 
It's great. I've been playing Halo. I love Halo. I'm supposed to go to dinner right now with my in-laws, but I would rather go home and play Halo. Not anything against them. I just I just really don't want to be doing anything other than Halo right I'll be now. Home in a half hour, okay? I'll be home in a half hour. I uh, I need two at least, but I'll I'll be up I'll be up at nine. I'll be playing. So, uh, well, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you tune in live uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday, May six, two thousand twenty-two. If you, for whatever reason, didn't listen to this on time, like you should have, uh, it'll tomorrow for us is is Friday. You can you can join us on Facebook. You can join us on YouTube. Um, we've already got the live links uh, set up there. Uh, if you go to our pages, so that you can see where we'll be streaming, and uh, we'll be able to take your comments, your questions, your criticisms. We'll even let you phone in. You'll have to call one of us. We'll have to give you. We'll be answer. answering questions live. We'll be answering questions live. We want you to join in the debate with us. And if it's just there the will war, be no question. There will be no question unanswered. It may not be the truth, but we're answering every question. That's right. We don't <laughs> promise you the truth, but we'll give you an answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. And we'll give away some movies. We'll give away some sets, some, some box sets of these movies. So I uh, hope you can tune in. And if you can't, you will be able to hear this on your favorite podcast app next week uh, after we record the live one. It'll now be no longer live, but you can still listen to it. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the next season on the finale then. Uh, we should, we'll tell everybody what we landed on uh, Friday. Sure thing. Oh. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Bon voyage, pussies. <laughs> meow, meow. Get it. I love Emily's new sign-off. And... I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Cult Classic Comic Show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That's what helps us reach new listeners and keep the show going. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Chimeras Comics or join our Facebook group at Chimeras Comics Community. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.